0: what is going on everybody welcome into the hump day hotline it is myself joe miller host co-host with my other guy over there jay spencer king we're back hump day hump day let's go i was trying to i was trying to push energy out there i don't know if you can hear it like (laughs) Like, let's go i can feel it i can feel it but you are tuned into once again we are back uh, we are back here on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast network presented by Picasso's pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's we are Buffalo pizza shipping local and nationwide order online at Picasso's pizza. I don't legit. know. I, don't, I can't wait
1: to get back and get some Picasso's honestly, not just because we're doing that read. Like I can't wait to get back.
0: I don't, I don't know the last time I've had Picasso's pizza. Like it's been a long time. Like, Picasso's is the one, and now I, I might get in trouble for this. They're the ones with the dinosaur, right? Picasso's is that right? Did they have, didn't they have the dinosaur for a long time? Is their is there logo? No? Maybe? Oh,
1: you know, I don't know. I just always normally, it's like I eat it with like a party. You know, it's like the party pizza. Right, right, right. The right, party right. pizza buffalo. So right, I, I don't gotcha. even know what they're.
0: Uh, I haven't had it in a very, very, very long time. And much like what you just said, I'm at the point now where it's like, huh. I need to go get myself some Picasso's <laughs> pizza. <laughs> but Jay, but Jay Spence, it's hump day, hump day. So everybody, jump hump on that like, hump that like for us. I always say jump on the like, but yeah, it's it's hump the like. Got a hump on once. On it, it's yeah. got to hump the hump the like. People are already commenting on your shirt; uh, they love it. But uh, Jay Spence and I were both on a break, and uh, with that, all of you were on a break as well. So it's good to see T in the room uh, and Amanda, Amanda McCulick. Oh, I don't I know that I'm.
1: Knew- we got the same idea. Oh, go ahead, go, ahead, go for
0: it. <laughs> you can run it. Chris Jenkins in the room. Richard Rush is in the room. Uh, Steph is in the room. Xavier's in the room. Uh, I think that's did I get it? Oh, and then uh, Shane Sweatland is also in the room. It's good to have you guys once again. We are back. Like I said, and uh, from here on out, dude, it's all go. No quit, right? It's, go I mean, time. it's it's go time until we win the Super Bowl. That's the expectation. And Jason Humbert, it's the expectation is to win the Super Bowl at this point. Yes
1: yes hell yes
0: hell yes. yes so how was your break
1: it was long but it was short does that make sense <laughs>
0: yes, it does it makes total sense makes i total said
1: sense. that earlier at work and they were like wait how is it long but sure i was like i don't i don't know but so it makes sense to you just not them okay
0: cool. yeah it absolutely 1000 because i had the same break so it totally totally makes sense and last night dude you had uh the man the myth the legend 83 hall of famer former wide receiver for the buffalo bills uh i don't believe anybody will ever wear 83 has anybody well lee evans wore 83 but nobody's worn 83 since i don't think anybody will ever wear it again real quick if you can how was that interview and what was that like talking to like the great one of the the greats
1: you know it was cool he's um he's, he's completely different than I guess what I thought he would be. And, you know, like the more and more I'd speak to people, like speak to players or former players and coaches and all that stuff. It's like, I, it starts to get normal in a way, but you know, you talk to a hall of famer, you talk to a guy that, you know, really you watched on TV as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's still different. So being able to talk to him was cool. It was one of the, um one of the best experiences I had, I've had doing interviews and stuff in this space It's cool
0: yeah that's great exactly. so did you so i want i want to ask you off-air questions like how'd you get Andre?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well I, I didn't even do anything they reached out to me come on honest to god it was um it, so it was actually for panini panini america um he had an nft uh card that was being released over the weekend and basically what they were looking for they were actually they set him up with interviews with, uh, I guess, a bunch of different people. And it reached out to SB Nation. and.
0: Oh, wow. Very cool. Uh,
1: and I just so happened to be the guy that was selected for SB Nation. and It was pretty cool.
0: That is awesome. And, yeah, that's a, that's a great get. So regardless of how you got, that's a great get. But uh, let's do this. So let's have some conversation about football.
1: Real quick, before we do. Yeah. Before we do. Yeah. I, I have to know because – so, you know, like, so even, you know, we took the break from the shows. I also kind of, I took like a, a sort of break, like not a full break, but a sort of break um, from Twitter and all that stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been seeing this. I need to know what this is about. Why do I need to keep you away from public restrooms? Like this is this is <laughs> <laughs> this is a question that needs answered. <laughs> Shout out to Jessica. Are
0: oh, we really yeah. gonna go? You want me to go there? Like uh, I just need yeah. to know because
1: I've been hearing about it, and I'm like, what the heck is everybody talking? So about? So
0: sun- Sunday night, I did my show, and that was after going to camp on Saturday, <laughs> and uh, I had I, I so Joe Sangle wrote a book called "I Was Broke, But Now I'm Not," and that book is basically. Dave Ramsey light, how to get out of debt, how to live on a budget and how to like, you know, transform your life financially, but not with like the whole Dave Ramsey program, which is phenomenal, but it's big. Like there's a lot to do. Like, so Joe Sengel's program is smaller. And like he has this saying in there that you have to get to the point where you've reached an I have had enough moment. Right. So I've had enough. I've had enough. So Saturday I had had enough uh, at camp. I went into and I I went into one of the stalls because i had to go to the bathroom all the urinals were full i'd go to the bed i had to to go pee i didn't have to do anything like right nothing gross um and there was your there was urine all over the toilet seat Mm. urine all over the toilet seat and i was like that's it that everywhere i was like that's it i've just i've had enough and literally we hear on twitter and you see it all the time too like the guy that won't return the cart back to the buggy station like how he's the the worst human in the world And I just put a poll out there on Saturday. I think, like, which one of these guys is the worst human in the world? Is it the guy that won't return the buggy? Or is it the guy that pisses all over the toilet seat? Because And I basically wrapped it in this, and this is where we can move on. It doesn't matter where you go as a man. (laughs) It can be school. It can be a stadium. It can be the mall. It can be church. You pick a place, somebody has gone in the stall and pissed on the toilet seat. And I'm over it. Yeah. I just, I don't get, why can't you take your foot and lift the seat?
1: And you know what? It's you know what's worse is when you do have to take a crap like when you're and it's like when it hits you because yep. nine times out of ten you're not gonna go to the public restroom to use it for a number two unless right. you really gotta Unless go. it's a problem. Unless it's a so problem. So like you're you're rushing to the bathroom and then it's like holy cr- now I gotta sit here and clean somebody yep. else's. Come on, yeah. Yep, no, yep. I'm gonna go there. I don't think the cart thing is it. I think it's the piss on the toilet seat. Guys.
0: It's the piss on the toilet the seat. seat, and and Out literally, I, and I got to expound on it that like you know women hover. We always hear the stories about women hovering, and men don't hover. Like it's not yeah. possible. Like men don't yeah. have that. <laughs>
1: we, we just we have bad aim. You know what I mean? Like the first thing that you know what, and this is when I realized I got older. I'm not old yet. I'm in my prime. But when I got when I started to get older is when I woke up and like I was. It goes to like. Forty directions, <laughs> like in the morning. <laughs> so maybe that's why it's on the seat. Some people don't have control. But you gotta lift the,
0: the seat. The you gotta lift the seat. It's not that hard. The first I said this. The first thing I do when I enter a stall, to go to to go number one is I my eyes are immediately focused on the position of the toilet seat. Is it up or down? If it's up, good to go. Let's rock. If it's down, I use my foot and I kick it up in the air. Like that's all we're asking civilized human beings that are male or at least identify as males to do we're asking them to lift the toilet seat that's all we're asking right yep yep gotta lift so. it
1: well i lift it with my foot and i flush with my foot i don't i don't uh <laughs> i don't i don't trust them they can't pee straight they don't even wash their hands you know that
0: thomas de laus De DeLau- allows DeLau- sector of course it's even worse it goes everywhere
1: everywhere thomas, it is everywhere
0: it is hump day, so this is relevant. Hump day!
1: This is, this, <laughs> is, this is very relevant to this show. And you're right. You're right. Absolutely, Thomas. It goes everywhere.
0: Oh, it's too funny. So I had the pleasure of meeting Thomas uh, at camp on Tuesday. So I went to camp on Tuesday with John Spazchek, the market dominator. Uh And uh Thomas was like, hey, you're coming out to camp today? And I was like, we are. I was actually, I'm actually in one of the tents right now. And he's like, well, I'm up in the stand," So I got to hang out with Thomas, and that was a lot of fun. So I've been on the show a couple times. Uh, and I think you're expected to go on his show soon too, Buffalo late night. Uh, good dude. Super good dude.
1: Yeah. I reached out to him. We, um, had a, like a scheduling thing. He reached out to me initially when everything happened with the shooting at tops and it just, Mm -hmm. the timing was off, but we reached out, we reconnected. We're going to, um, set something up really soon so we can do something. His show, the, the, the content that those, those guys produced is amazing. Good good work.
0: So let's do this. Let's talk football. Shall we talk football? And by the way, everybody, that was not scripted or rehearsed. He literally brought that up on his own. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that was Jessica's fault. Jessica said it in the comments, so I needed to know why we need to keep Joe away from public bathrooms. It was like, wait, what are we doing here? But go Uh, ahead. okay.
0: football, football. So (laughs) let's let's talk about this real quick. This is where we're going to start the show. So the Miami Dolphins. Uh, clearly, it's it's come down. Everybody's known, and the NFL is interesting because there's a lot of places to go with this conversation because it kind of folds into the Deshaun Watson situation as well as it pertains to rumors today that the NFL was trying to cover up and push the news cycle down to get everybody to stop talking about Deshaun Watson and get them onto the Miami Dolphins. That's why they, you know, strategically dropped this news thing after like the day after Deshaun although we've now found out as well that the NFL has appealed and they're seeking an indefinite uh suspension for Deshaun Watson we're not going to necessarily talk about that unless we go there Miami though however was it was a punishment was uh handed down to the Miami Dolphins that I don't know that I saw coming. I don't know that anybody necessarily was expecting it to come, but they got stripped of a first-round draft pick for next year, a third-round draft pick in 2024, if my memory serves me correctly. Steven Ross has also been uh fined one point something million dollars and suspended for the first eight games. He cannot be at any of the football games, and it's all based on the fact that he they he primarily was colluding with Tom Brady, uh as well as Sean Payton. And as the story goes, and I'm just gonna like get, get the information out there. There was a plan. Tom Brady was going to retire from football, which he did. And the plan was, is that Tom Brady was going to come back after the Dolphins and and Sean Payton quit from the saints, which he did. And that Sean Payton was going to get hired by the dolphins and that Tom Brady was then going to get signed by the dolphins. He was going to be given 10% ownership share of the dolphins. And in 2022, this season, the dolphins would have been coached by Sean Payton and quarterbacked by Tom Brady unfortunately for them, Brian Flores monkey wrenched the whole entire thing and blew the whole thing up so going back to those reports that came out and the statement from and the and the lawsuit that was filed by Brian Flores which clearly we now know there was merit to a lot of merit to all of his accusations or all of his whatever you want to call those things where he just all the things that he had said all, all of his statements um but when it what it comes down to is this is, this is insane. Is it not like to think that they were meeting in secret with Tom Brady and his agent and his agent was setting this stuff up? I mean, it this I mean, it seems a little I just can't believe we. I can't believe this is where we are.
1: Well, I'm gonna tell you one thing. First, do you know how pissed off I would have been if Tom Brady would have come back to the AFC East? Well, and gone down to Miami.
0: Are you that, kidding me? There's a rumor that that's not uh out of the out of the works yet. There's a rumor that uh, that still may happen in 2023.
1: He's not playing until he's 50, Joe. I'm not taking. I'm not accepting it. I'm just telling I'm you, he
0: has dead. he has he has a one year contract right now. He has a clause in the contract that he cannot be franchised, which means he has the 100 ability to walk away from the Bucks this year. Oh, by the way, who are no longer coached by Bruce Arians? They're coached by Todd Bowles. Uh, Gronk is gone, but there is absolutely a rumor out there that he is going to end up in Miami next year.
1: I don't like it. And I don't want to talk about it. How about that? <laughs> we I don't want to talk about it. Okay. So
0: let's not talk about the future. Let's talk <laughs> no, about it. No, no, we
1: can't. I'm just being petty. Like, I, I don't I don't like it. Cause the thing is so like that's the first layer of it for me. Like my first reaction was like, Holy smokes, right. this was real. Like if Tom Brady right. would have come back to the AFC East, it would not have been I, well, I I can't say I would have been scared because I mean now I'm I still feel more confident in the team that we have, but still just no, no. Secondly, you're right, the Brian Flores situation. Mm. that's deep
0: man yeah let's talk about that's it deep. yeah because
1: a lot of people when that when that first came out there was you know what before i do before we do we got a super chat let's throw this yeah. out here so steph shout out to my homegirl steph man i can't wait i am gonna meet her in person we're gonna she's gonna be at the the not the home opener the season opener in la Oh, nice in la, LA. Going very to good her. awesome We're go, it's going down but very steph good. says i feel like i'm hanging out with my football besties again and the new season of our favorite show is back on gold bills yeah and you know what that's the, I feel like that's the perfect way to describe it cuz like this summer I just I don't know like I wasn't into it and you know like last year and the year before we both went straight through like we kept oh, yeah. doing shows we didn't take oh, yeah. a break really maybe a week here or there but for the most part and man I just I, I just couldn't yeah. I, it just wasn't there for me and I'm so now like she's right like now it feels like the show is back and like we're all back together to talk about it we're all like we're we're you know we're binge watching last season so that way we can kind of you know <laughs> be right in the middle. Like it's, it's just perfect, man. I can't yep, wait. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Now back to Flores. Oh, this thing again. Yep, yep. Um. <laughs> so Flores, like, so when that happened, man, it was like, you had people, obviously they didn't want to believe him about a few things. The first thing was, you know, the stuff about tanking. You yep. see that there was a Sorry. little bit of, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, you see that there was a little bit, not complete truth to it. Not to the point where they sat down directly and said, no, we're tanking no we're throwing these games right but he was led to believe like hey we need draft position to be better and for that to happen i'm willing to give you a hundred thousand dollars every week Yeah, <laughs> like yep. you know and that's not saying hey go lose games and i'm gonna pay you it is it, he just said it differently and uh, and then you get to i mean just everything i feel like there needs to be uh way more fines way more punishment i'm i'm happy about the first round and uh what is the third round i believe first yeah first
0: first and third two years two consecutive years yep
1: i think it needs to be a little bit more but but (sighs) 2.5 million total or 2 million total uh for the front office so the owner and then i believe i saw the vice president or the chairman or something
0: the the heir apparent the guy that has the right of first refusal when stephen ross decides to step away there's so much go ahead keep going sorry
1: well no it's just both of the the the, five hundred thousand for one and then two million or one point five mil for the mm-hmm. other. It, it's it's pennies. It's pennies to them. To me, yeah, to me that's yeah. Okay, you you find me a one point five or two million, and I'm not doing okay for years. But right. them, he he <laughs> probably just he probably just sent a Zale transfer. You know, I don't even know if you know business accounts to send them that high, but he probably just sent it over quick like it was nothing. We he got there that. Has to got, be.
0: He's got go it in his PayPal account just sitting there
1: (laughs) just has to be more accountability man it's like the nfl now now i will say i am happy what they did today where they they went back and they said you know what yeah deshaun watson suspended for six games we're gonna appeal that and we're gonna try and get more yeah i'm happy with that but what has to happen with situations like this the ownership has to have accountability as well like Mm -hmm. when, when these things happen you know now because i tell you what the the judge for the deshaun watson case made a very good point It's not equal. Mm -mm. A lot of the punishment that goes out towards players and stuff, even though we feel like it needs to be worse. Right. It's way more harsh than it ever is for ownership and front office members. And that that has to change.
0: Agreed. And and you need to look no further than, you know, Josh Gordon. Right. Uh, Who has basically lost his entire career for substance use, a use of a substance that is now legal. In yeah. the majority of the states of the country. And I uh smoke
1: this stuff all the time. You know what I mean? It's legal.
0: <laughs> it's legal. Um or Calvin Ridley. If anybody's got a beef here, if anybody's got a beef, Calvin Ridley. Bet on games when he wasn't playing, uh, bet on games that he wasn't playing in and he wasn't playing, period. And he got a year. So I think I think the there was there was a there was a man good on the good on the NFL at first for uh you know holding the integrity of the shield right we're not going to allow tam- tampering we're not going to allow you know people be doing you know back channeling doing things in the dark yada yada so it was great to see that part of it but then that that, that watson thing was looming out there and then this whole notion of well, it sounds like there seems like they're trying to squash that news and then the news came out today that they are appealing and they're seeking an, an indefinite ex, uh, suspension which helps Um I don't know what's going, dude. The Browns be wilding, bro. Like, I like the whole, like we know that some of our female fans are triggered by this new. It's like, well, <laughs> if you know, and then the whole, you know, Deshaun Watson showed public remorse. No, he is in. He is basically claimed innocence from the. St- He's written t- twenty-something checks to women voluntarily to get them to shut up, while saying, "I didn't do anything wrong." That's not showing remorse publicly. And then just the whole idea of this nonviolent assault, I don't even know what that means. Um, And I know it's been talked about a lot, uh, both like I know Kyle Brandt talked about it. They were talking about it on the radio today. And I'm kind of in the same space. There's there's an aspect, Kyle Brandt said it best. He said there's an aspect of nonviolent assault, especially sexual, that is almost worse than violent because... The person that's in a non-violent uh, sexual assault situation almost feels trapped, and it, it starts to lend that idea of maybe I'm the one that's wrong. Like it starts to play on the brain a little bit, right? Versus when it's violent, no, 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 that's wrong. I know, and you might not come out because you're scared or you're fearful for your life. It's just the whole situation is messed up. I don't want to talk about that stuff as much. as I, I mean, it's just it's funny how yeah, that, we don't I, have to. We don't. I've have lost. To... I've lost followers over the Deshaun Watson stuff. Have you?
1: I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? I've been very public about calling him a dirtbag, so I, I probably have. But it's crazy. I I, I don't know. And, and we don't have to, you know, stay here, but I do want to say like um so last summer or maybe it was the summer before, I had um Allison was on. I, Allison Eisenhower was on my show, and she was talking about domestic violence and talking about. I remember. Like, I watched um, that. Thing. Yep, yep. Mental, like the mental effects that it has on not just women, but men, women and men. But in this case, obviously women. Um, look, at some point, man. And this is not about. This is not about simping. This is not about trying to gain more uh, female listeners and all. That, none, none of that. The thing is, we need to protect women, man. And at some point, the organizations who hire these people or who who um, represent these people need to take a stance and say, no, we need to protect women. And then from there, let's protect people. Let's protect children. Let's protect because not every man is like an alpha male who is out there just pounding the table. Some guys are a little bit more passive and some guys don't know how to like men are abused as well. We need. to We need. But again, I know we don't want to stay here. I would. Know, agree.
0: But- I would. No, no. I would agree with you. That that actually brings to a good point. I men are abused as well. Yes. And there are probably there's pro- so that blurs right. And and I, I don't want to be careful. I want to tread lightly. There's a blurring on the other side as well because I sat with some former Buffalo Bills players and this the case. This was a couple of weeks ago. The case came up before any of this, and a couple of them were like, "Dude, when I was playing, women would throw themselves at me." which i'm sure blurs it as well in his mind right all women want me if if it's that easy with some women then clearly all but it's just the whole thing is messed up and it just 66 women 66 different women he got massages from 20 something have filed lawsuits against him it's just it's just it's it's as hard to believe as Steven Ross picking up the phone and calling Tom Brady and being like, Yo, bro, I know that you're playing, you're under contract for the Buccaneers, but what if I gave you 10% ownership in the team and we got Sean Payton? What do you think? Like, both of these scenarios are very, like, excuse me? How did we get here?
1: Right? It's just, it's, it's just amazing. Like all of the stuff that's happening behind closed doors. And then when it comes out, it's like, oh, this is really still happening in the national football league in the year 2022 stuff that, that we've said for years is happening behind closed doors. And now we're seeing it. And, and, and just, just to talk about, or to touch on your point, regardless if women are like throwing themselves at people or not, like the thing is, you know, consent is important.
0: Right. So I meant, I meant consenting. And and I I I know, Holy and I, consenting. Holy, well, I get what you're
1: saying. I do get what you're saying. Not throwing,
0: not throwing themselves out of it first, and then, and then, and then changing their mind and saying, "No, I'm talking about women that are right. like, oh my gosh, I like."
1: Right. He's so an attractive man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying, and I also understand that there's a there's a side of, um, I guess Deshaun Watson fans or Browns fans who defend him and say, "Well, you know, um, women do lie and women collude and women, uh, look, at some point we have to stop." purposely saying that we don't want to believe victims right right at some point now if it, it is always supposed to be innocent until proven guilty that is correct mm-hmm. the the problem that I have with this particular case they didn't even choose to take him uh, further to criminal court and that had to do with I don't know if it was necessarily the lack of um because it's, it's tough to really get evidence in this type of right case. Right. Right. because there's no you know there wasn't like a rape but the thing is this has the same type of mental emotional effects it does and and that's what i'm saying like we have to take this stuff way more seriously and when when you go on social media and you see and like you said people will stop following you for taking up for women or people will in, in your comments man people in your comments will i've had people try to tell me oh they they just want to shine out because he's black dude i'm black and mm-hmm. i'm saying he's a dirt bag it, at some point we have to stop looking for excuses and we have to stand up and actually say, we have to find solutions at some point. And and the solution is people with power who abuse it the way Deshaun Watson did the way Stephen anybody, the way these people abuse their power, they need to be dealt with and made examples in the justice system.
0: No, it's, it's absolutely correct. But the Miami thing is, it's just hard to believe that that this is where that this actually happened. I mean, I and I'm not naive to the fact that tampering does happen on some levels. That's why the NFL moved to a tampering period because guys like Langston Walker and 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 uh, and Dockery are like in Buffalo at One Bills Drive. Free agency opens at four o'clock and those dudes are standing at the podium at four Oh one doing their press conferences. Cause they just signed $30 million contracts. Uh Derek Dockery. Right. So there's, it's like, wait a second timeout. How, how did this, how did, how, how did uh, something happen? So the NFL moved to a tampering period, which totally 100% completely makes sense. And I do believe as you do as, as well, that there probably is some tampering that goes on. Hey, Spence, I don't i don't get the feeling that you're very happy over there right and it's probably somebody that's down the totem pole somewhere in the organization i get the feeling that you're not too happy what do you think of the buffalo bills but
1: i think the buffalo bills are, and then that's how it happens and but, it's that simple
0: but the owner the owner pick, pick terry pagula picking up the phone and calling. Name the best player in football, Jalen Ramsey. We've got a problem in corner while Trey is still injured. Terry Pagula calls Jalen Ramsey. It's like, what? There's a side of me that, that
1: doesn't understand the tampering issue though. Honestly, if I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, there's a part, it's football. And we do have cap. We do have this. We do have that. And I know that there's a window that, you know, the negotiations are supposed to happen, but let's right. be real. Let, like, let's be real. Like, I guarantee you Agreed. every single week during during the season, players after the game, yo, man, next season, come over here with us, man. We're going to do this. Or, yeah. you know, during the off season, before this stuff has happened, during the Super Bowl, two guys who lost during, <laughs> during the playoff. Yeah, right, lost, right. And they're texting each other, man, F this, man. Let's link up to next season and do this together. You want me to come to your town or you want to – but because it's the owner. And I just – I get it. But at the same time, I think about me like I'm a fan. But if I ever came into like billions of dollars and I was able to buy an NFL team, I know me like I'm I'm like, no, I love football. I got to like, oh, who's the best Devonte Adams? Let me get his number. Let me text him. I want I want Devonte Adams on my team. So I don't know. I, I would probably not be a good owner.
0: Just, just as I've told you since the day the day we started doing this, remember me when you're famous. So that's all I ask. Just remember okay, okay. me. How many okay. times have I said that to you? I've said, it to you, I've said it to you a hundred <laughs> times. If I've said it I once, wish. I've said it a hundred. Remember me when you're famous. We can absolutely one thousand percent move up, move on. So, uh, your guy and all, a Buffalo fan favorite right now, Jordan Poyer left camp on Tuesday. I was there john Spaschek, the market dominator actually is the one that saw it first that he was hurt and i was like where where what do you and he's like right there and he's like pointing to me or he was pointing at the field i couldn't i couldn't place where jordan was but then i finally caught my he caught my eye but he left camp on tuesday holding his left arm and he was extreme pain is probably not the right answer he was on the ground on the sideline for probably five minutes. Somehow they got his pads off him. I didn't see that part. And then they kind of, they walked him over to the, like, further to the fence area, sat him down, and then, like, got him up. And then he moved into the tunnel. And then he never came out of the tunnel. And then there's footage. Now there's video of him actually sitting down in a chair as they were waiting for the cart. Noticeable. And I texted you immediately. I was like, Jordan's hurt. Mm-hmm. I texted you absolutely immediately. I said, it looks like his shoulder, uh, but it was it was unclear. You could tell he was ginger with his left arm. Yep. but it's been reported yeah. since then that it's been a did you break that that it was a hyperextended elbow i
1: did but i didn't get credit for it you know it's okay it's okay
0: yeah yeah so Chef,
1: shefty just stole my <laughs> stole my thunder it's all right shefty so i was trying to-, to find a video while you were talking i found it but for some reason it's not allowing me to to share it gotcha.
0: so, so three to five weeks uh and then he should be available for the season opener um first thoughts
1: uh i'd say A obviously it's an injury, so you know, we want these guys to go into the season healthy, we want to take care of these guys, but. I I can't obviously say this for sure, because the team isn't saying this and Jordan's not saying this and all this, but I'll tell you what, like this injury is it's an injury. I guarantee you if week one was tomorrow Jordan would have on like that Ray Lewis. I promise you he would be playing like this is an injury like don't get me oh, yeah. wrong he's oh, hurt yeah. but what I'm telling you is the way that these guys feel this year and the way that his mind is and the way that his he's dedicated to the season he's dedicated they really want and I know everybody says they want a Super Bowl so every team yeah, yeah. every year is excited yo the Buffalo Bills want a Super Bowl more than I mean I've never heard anybody from the Buffalo Bills organization talk this passionately about winning a super bowl this season so yep. when i tell you like yeah his arm is hurt three to five weeks uh, yeah if the season opener was tomorrow i promise you jordan poyer would be on that field with one of those long arm braces or whatever yep he, he yep. would
0: be there what's interesting about this point from jim uh Bilesi, i think that's how you would uh tom bolesi how, how you would pronounce okay. that is it, it gives yeah. the young guys a chance to play but keeps these starters in a bubble until the season both of which are good things and bad things, and I, I guess what it comes down to from the bad side is Jordan is seeking, right? Jordan's seeking a an extension, which we all want him to have. There's no world where we believe it's gonna be a Von Miller type extension, six years, $120 million, but we all wanna see Jordan stick around for a couple more years, as well as, I think, Micah Hyde. This is a moment in time where it's gonna give an opportunity to some of these young guys, right? Jaquan Johnson, Demar Hamlin, to show are they ready to kind of step into that role? Um not that not to say that camp isn't gonna provide that opportunity anyway. I'm mm-hmm. so oh, sorry, funny. I was just because so he is, bad,
1: man. Adam so Scheffner be stealing, man. <laughs> leave some leave some food for the little guys, Adam. Come on.
0: Right. right. For the for the fan sites. Lead some food leave some food for the fan sites like us. <laughs> sorry. Dang, another, another insight. Another no, I know, insight. no, I got that one. I got that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I'm not saying that, that DeMar Hamlin and Jaquan Johnson, we're, gonna have, were not going to have an opportunity to shine this preseason. Clearly, they're going to play a lot in the three preseason games. There's going to be one game where the starters would have, should have, or are going to potentially play quite a bit. So they're going to have those moments, but it just gives that many more long looks for Brandon Bean to kind of, right? Are we ready? Are we ready to move on from Jordan? I'm not ready. I don't think you're ready. I don't think this fan base is ready, um, but yeah, I mean, these guys are going to, and, and I think it's diligence. We need to take. Th- do it's due diligence, right? It's diligence. We need to do. Uh, they need to know what's there in DeMar Hamlin and Jaquan Johnson. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think that they know what we have, obviously more reps and more snaps means more film, but you know, I think, I think they're really comfortable with the depth this year. I think they're comfortable with everything. I, I just think that, like I said, this is a strength right now in Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde having a scare in training camp is not, it's not something you want to hear as a Bills fan. It's not something you want to hear right now if you're the coach or the front office. So, um, first, you know what, what you said, it shocks me, but I'm happy about it. Um, I didn't know that at camp Jordan is kind of like a a fan favorite right now. Oh yeah. He
0: is. He is. He is right there with Stefan and, and Josh when he comes out of the tunnel, Matt has been at camp a lot he would confirm, corroborate what I'm saying, that like when Jordan comes out, that yes, he gets one of the loudest no, cheers. It's,
1: it's great because, um, so for me, one of the things, so it, it, now this part is public in a way, I guess like Jordan and I have developed somewhat of a friendship. And uh, one of the things that that he and I have talked about for me saying to him, not nothing that he shared with me, but I don't like how a lot of times, um, you know, a player, it happened the same thing with Beasley was here. You know, like mm-hmm. when people share a personal either political view or um, their family shares views or things like that. And then the Twitter verse, like the people mm-hmm. on Twitter will, will like just attack that guy. And, and it almost, it just like make it and, it. and if you get caught up in Twitter and with me not being in Buffalo physically, sometimes I feel like Twitter is a reflection of what Bill's mafia is in Buffalo. Right. right. But I'm glad that the fan base showed up and they, they showed Jordan all the love that he deserves. Cause I tell you what, man, he, he, 21 came to Buffalo and he's given Western New York everything that he's had. And s- since he's gotten here, he's been a top. I don't care uh, wherever you want to slot him. He's been a top safety in yeah. this league since yeah. he's been here and he deserves the love. He deserves the money. He deserves everything. So I'm going to just tell you, all if, if, you know, if it comes down to me, you already know I'm down to riot.
0: Yeah, for sure. I want to bring up a different topic uh real quick i just want to say i want to i want to jump i want to add this in matt uh wiedenbach says the energy at camp is just different this year being there felt different i don't know i've gone to three so i've been there saturday monday tuesday i don't know how to pinpoint it but the energy is just way up and you can feel the drive uh, more than years past i agree with this and obviously the fan presence is a big part the fan presence is stupid like i've been going to camp for i don't know how long I think Marshawn Lynch's rookie year was the first year that I ever went to camp. That's how long I've been going, where literally you just stood against the fence, right? And they were playing on the field right there. Um, And I remember thinking back then, sidebar, how big Marshawn Lynch was. I was like, holy crap, that's a big dude. (laughs) Anyways, um, I was talking with John about this, about the energy level, specifically on the defense. Now, I know we've got Tim Settle. I know we've got Daquan uh, Daquan Jones. I know that we've got uh, uh, Jordan Phillips is back. And I know those three, those three bring in energy that maybe wasn't here last year with Starla Tulale and Harrison Phillips, who we all love. I know the offensive line is, and we're going to talk about the offensive line, isn't or hasn't been great thus far due to some injuries and stuff that's going on. However, I would say this. Have you ever been, are you, are you aware of, do you agree with the philosophy that certain people elevate the level of play or le- elevate the level of talent or elevate the level of... They raise the bar. Certain people raise the bar, and everything changes around them because of what they bring. Do you do it do you ascribe, subscribe to that?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that's what you're saying. Vaughn is
0: that's what exactly where I'm at. So, like for me, as a I've been a professional musician for most of my life. Every situation I've been in, where I've been around other band members, even new ones, there's a there's a measure of them bringing their game up to me. There's just something about me being, and, and this sounds braggadocious, and I'm and I'm sorry, but there's something about me being present that there's an, a different expectation. The bar is just at a, at a different level. I think that's happening with Vaughn. I think there's a, we haven't had a guy like Vaughn here. Mario, 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 right? And before that, Bruce, I mean, on the end, Bruce Smith. Like, I think there's an aspect of like guys that are on that defense are like, Vaughn Miller's over there. And I think he's just bringing a, a measure of, oh, we're, we're going to do this. And
1: I tell you, it might it it, it could absolutely be Vaughn on a defensive side um, earlier, earlier um, after we signed him. One of the first things that I got excited about was the fact that it was like, oh, our defense has our Josh Allen now. Right. Like, you know, yep. he's older and but, but our defense has our Josh Allen. So, yep. Yep. you know, because like in the fourth quarter with, you know, a minute left and Josh with the ball, you expect Josh to score. With Von Miller on the field with a minute left, now you expect the defense to stop the offense, and and it just happened. So, so Von Miller being there with the two Super Bowls and his experience coming from winning a Super Bowl last year and all this stuff, it brings a certain energy. But right. then, like I said, coupled that with the disappointment that the guys who are still here, most of the guys, most of the guys have that bad taste in their mouth from last year, from from the the Chiefs you add that disgusting taste in your mouth mm. on top of Von Miller on top of now, Josh Allen is the darling of the league. So on top of like, it just hurts that we lost that way. Now all summer he's done, he's probably done 15 interviews a day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally like yeah. he's done events. He's been everywhere in every single place. He's gone, Josh. So how does it feel now, man, about that 13 seconds, man. And they make fun of it and laugh. I'm telling you, was eating at these guys. They get tired mm-hmm. of hearing about it. They get mm. tired of talking about it. They get tired of the questions. Von don't have that pain, but guess what? He can he can eat off the pain. He can feed oh, yeah. off the pain, oh, yeah. and then coming in here with the expectations like Joe was talking about, the, combine those two things, and this I'm telling you, man, I have not talked to, I have never talked to any Bills player before doing this pod or like since doing the pod and felt that they were motivated to really win this way like I do the way I am right now. I have never felt this type of motivation.
0: And the good news is, and uh, those that have been at camp can can confirm this, Leslie Frazier said either last year in the offseason or recently that as good as Tremaine Edmonds is, the thing that we're missing are the splash plays. In order for Tremaine to get his next contract, in order tr- for Tremaine to become... One of the greats. He's got to. He's got to start making splash plays. The dude is beginning to make splash plays, like it's. And I don't know if it's because he's trusting himself, which we've heard a lot about. I don't know if it's because of the front, the front, and he's clean, because we, we've heard a lot about that as well, right? That he's never clean because, like the the front four weren't keeping blockers off of him. I don't know if it's just because he's reading and react. I, I don't know what it is, but from the three camp practices I've been to. He is beginning to throw in those splash plays on top of being the guy that you love. Yeah,
1: and i tell you what is—he's. I said this earlier in the offseason, and I'm going to say it again, he's going to be a pro bowler this year, and it's not going to be about popularity. He's going to earn a pro bowl spot. I'm, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, man. It's going to be a real tough decision for Brandon Bean next, next mm. spring. Shout out to Jessica. She says, Vaughn has been fairly mellow. It is Elam who started it. Now this is interesting because actually, yep. And Sarah said right under her. Um, see, I actually disagree about Elam because um, she thinks he's looked like a rookie. I've he heard has. that from quite a few people. That he has. He's um, done a lot, he's of clutch,
0: lot of clutching and grabbing. A lot of clutching and grabbing. He's very much he's very much duck on a pond right now. Like at the top, you're like, oh, that's a that's a first round draft pick. And then when when the action starts, it's like, oh. <laughs>
1: but you know what and that's my that's why it's still my concern and last night on um the code of conduct I kind of had like this the whole show was basically a monologue and I talked about how I was concerned with the defensive backs not Jordan not Micah Mm. do I like do I like Elam I think Elam's gonna be a he's gonna be a boss in this league I think Trey when Trey comes back and he's fully healthy and he's Trey again I think he's gonna be awesome but we do not have levi wallace last year we do not have a multi a multi-year starter starting uh, opposite of elam or stopping starting opposite of jackson so right now and then even when trey comes back how how comfortable or how how solid do we feel that it's going to be where all right yeah trey's going to be trey he was the the trey he was before he got injured yeah that's my really i don't think we have holes on this team but if we had anything to kind of have concern about it is the corner it's still the cornerback position for me
0: I don't, um, I don't know what he's going to look like when he comes back. I don't know when he's going to come back. But <laughs> when, you're, when you when you the best thing about camp, and for those that are in the comment section or listening to this post, is a podcast. If you're in Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, Erie, if you have the ability to get here and go to camp, it, it it provides you an opportunity to be very close to the players. Right, that's that's the cool thing about camp because you're really close. Tredavious White. I said it to Thomas and I said it to John. He's just, he's just in an at another level. Even working off on the side, doing weird jumps and hops and balance things. When you look at him, he's a different specimen than every other cornerback on this roster. It's just, he it, he just looks he just looks different. He it, from from an eye standpoint, when you look at him, you're like that dude's a badass (laughs) i'm not putting any other way than that that dude is a badass all those other guys out there are good that dude's the man
1: right i'm still just concerned like you know he he so those jumps that those weird jumps and stuff those are obvious so people who have who have had an aco tear you are all familiar with those jumps (laughs) Yeah, that's part of the rehab and that's part of the strengthening process but um and obviously we don't know the the news that came out is that you know the front office is basically waiting on the doctor's word to just say Mm -hmm. yes uh they feel comfortable with trey trey feels comfortable with trey it's just waiting on the doctor i'm praying and hoping to god that the doctor doesn't feel as comfortable as the team like do not rush this man back please do not rush this man back
0: do not rush him back but if he does not Start practicing in camp soon. I don't know that he's going to be ready for the home opener or for the uh for the uh, the season opener. Sorry, not the home opener. home opener. I don't, I don't
1: think that he should at, at all though. I, I I don't. I want him fully healthy and ready week one. But the way this is going and the way this, I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to see him on the field unless he's really one hundred percent healed yeah. from that ACL tear because it's going to cause other issues.
0: We have what four or five weeks left of camp. Four or five weeks. Five weeks left of preseason. Sorry, I misspoke. Um. The days. only, what's that? 36 what days. Say? 36 days. The only concern that I have, which if you divide that by seven, it's what, five weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the only concern that I have, and obviously five weeks is a long time. They can coach these guys up. Dane Jackson is Dane Jackson. I think we all love Dane Jackson. Um, there's there's something, and, and I talked about it on Sunday. I talked about it on the Phoenix show. When you watch the, Trey coming in pushes the level of everybody else down, right? So Trey comes in. He's the guy. He's the number one dude. Oh, my phone's really loud. Sorry about that. Oh, um, good. Trey comes in, and and, and and it basically takes everybody else down. Now, in 11-on-11s, and and this is a perfect segue. We can actually move over to the offensive line. In 11-on-11, 11 11, this team has not been good. Offensively, not good. Seven-on-7, seven, they're unstoppable. And by and large, it's it's been interesting this year to, to, to watch – the way that they have broken down the reps. So they've got Josh Allen and generally Case Keenum going back and forth, left to right. So left to right, left to right. So if Josh is here, he's always lined up with the ones, and then Case is here and he's lined up with the twos. So on Josh's side, it would be Stephon Diggs and then behind Stephon Diggs would be you know X, right? Mm -hmm. The second guy on the X, which in the last three practices has been Isaiah Hodgins. And then over here on Case Keenum's side, it's going to be uh, the number one or whatever. Actually, I've got that backwards. X over there. And then it would be the number two. Gabe Davis was behind him. And then so when they swap Josh. So Josh is always with the ones. Case is always with the twos. All that to say this: watching Stephon Diggs set up these corners, it's not fair. It's literally, it's just not fair to watch these practices and watch Stefan Diggs has has this incredible ability. Of allowing, And you played backyard football, so did I. And you're mm-hmm. like, my guy's covered. And generally, when you're playing backyard football, if you feel like your guy's covered, he's covered. Whoever's playing. Pretty court-
1: much. <laughs> pretty pretty much.
0: <laughs> and Diggs has this way of keeping the defensive back on his hip while he's doing whatever he's doing. And then he'll just flash a shoulder and open up an arm, and then there the ball is. Bang, and he's got the ball, and he's caught it. It's, it's a mind game. With Stefan Diggs. I'm not saying they all have it, but Stefan Diggs is really it's concerning for me because Cooper Cup is the guy, right? I mean, what do you have? 1400 yards receiving last year? I mean, Cooper Cup is the first dude we're going to be facing. Now, how does the field balance with this new and improved defensive line? Von Miller, he knows that offense. He probably, he probably will be able to stand there and listen to their checks. I'm sure they're going to change your checks, but at the end of the day, like he knows that offense, I'm sure. Right. Mm -hmm. I just, for me, I have, I have a measure of concern just watching Stefan Diggs against Kair Elam, Dane Jackson, the one and the two. (laughs) Right. I mean, he's just, yeah. I don't want to say he's he's making him look silly, but he's making him look silly.
1: Well, no. Well, you're saying everything that I just my little rant that I had ten yeah, minutes ago. True. You know, you're you're just agreeing with me because what because so my argument. So, to so the people who are going to disagree with me, well, no, we should be fine with with the number one uh, or round n- number one round pick draft a draft pick for our cornerback and Dane Jackson from last year. We should be fine until Trey comes back. Okay, if that's the case. Last year with those guys we didn't go up against offenses that really had good quarterback play until we played against Tom Brady. He right. ate us alive in the first half. Right. And then until we got to the playoffs and faced Patrick Mahomes and guess what happened then? Yep. I think we all remember that neither offense could get off the field. Like they right. were on the field the entire game. So right. with that being said, I, I am concerned about that. It, it just it, it just is what it is. We're starting to – this isn't last season. We're starting off against good quarterback play with good wide receivers. Right. You, you mentioned Cooper Cup. Guess what? I know you're not a huge fan of Allen Robinson, but guess what? If you go and look at the clips that's coming out of L.A. right now, out of their training camp, Allen Robinson is doing the damn thing right now. He's out yep. there looking like what, what we're hoping Gabe Davis is going to look like this year. That's do what Allen Robinson is looking like right now.
0: Do you have any um... – what's the word do you have any hope in the fact that Dane Jackson is a more physical corner and like will be probably teamed up lined up against Allen Robinson
1: uh I don't know I don't know I don't know if because I don't know if the Bills from their cornerbacks I don't know if they pay like, play like a physical game mm. You might be right. I don't feel like we're the physical team, which yeah, I, I wish that a, we
0: were. we are not super pressed, man. That's for sure. I agree.
1: Yeah. And I, well, I feel like a lot of times the teams that are physical, that punches in the face, those are the teams we struggle against. And yeah, I yeah, just yeah. wish that our defense was a little. And I don't know if Von's presence and uh, Tim Settle and Daquan Jones and like these guys might change that identity. But right. Right. I feel like that's where we struggle. So, yeah, I guess, you know what? I will say I, I hope that Dane is a little bit more physical and I hope the team plays that way. I do.
0: Gotcha. So all that to talk about the offensive line. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So through the through the first two weeks of camp, uh, the offensive line has been patchwork at best. Uh, Roger Saffold is injured. Ryan Rick Bates is injured. Uh, Dan Dawkins was MIA for a little bit. And Spencer Brown has not been uh, involved in team drills. And it's looked like it. So Tuesday, I think the count was five sacks between the first team and the second team and four interceptions of which Josh Allen had one. Uh, interestingly enough, just throw that in there for those that weren't at camp, the wonderful video that you saw on all of the Bill's social media of Deion Dawkins catching that ball out of the air and running for the touchdown, which we love Deion, right? The snowman is in the house. Uh, that was right after a, a wonderful Tremaine Edmonds interception. So Tremaine had dropped into coverage and was drifting back and just reading Josh's eyes as it seemed like Josh was hell bent on getting the ball to Stephon Diggs, forced it a little bit, and then Tremaine just went up and got it. So that interception happened. The very next play, the ball was tipped. Uh, 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 Khalil Shakir tipped it, and then it was tipped again by a defender, and then Deion Dawkins, as you saw, plucked it out of the air. All that to say this, I guess, is there a level of concern? I think there is very much of this offensive line if we don't get our five in there because – there was the one pass uh, I saw it on twitter as well somebody's like oh gregor so um there was the one pass touchdown pass i think it was to digs i can't remember and like literally like it was shown as a highlight on social media it was like the bills were like oh look at this wonderful pass that josh allen threw meanwhile gregor so was standing there he was just like
1: all
0: right yeah. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that ball doesn't get thrown at least not from this position josh might run away but yeah. <laughs> you ain't throwing it from this spot <laughs>
1: I mean, like I said, for me, the the offensive line is absolutely a concern, but um, I I trust Josh more than I trust our cornerbacks, I guess, if that makes sense. So, like, I think the biggest hole right now is is still that that defensive uh, cornerback position On, on offense. Like, we had a bad line last year, and Josh, I think he led the league in... And like completion percentage or something like that when being pressured or when being blitzed or something. So it's like all the, all the statistics that show you when pressure's coming, I think Josh handles it well, but on defense, I just don't know if I trust Dane Jackson, or Kyrie elam yet to to say and i saw i think it was chris janky mentioned that that's why we drafted him because he's physical you yes put, he did say but that the thing is everybody else is still saying though uh besides jessica like you just said like hey he's been stefan Diggs has been eating him and we i'm kind of nervous we're going against cooper cup week one like yeah we drafted him for that but sometimes Guys, do um, they reach their selling in college? Sometimes that happens. I yeah. don't think that's the case. No, I don't either. I think that Elam is that guy. I think that the Buffalo Bills front office and coaching staff does a great job, especially with defensive players, especially secondary defensive players. So I don't. I, I'm not saying that I don't think Elam will develop properly. But what I'm saying is, all early, everything that we're hearing now, Stephon Diggs is having his way with them.
0: Yeah, it's and he's not having his way with your Elam. He's having his way with everybody. <laughs> like it's Stephon Diggs is he's just another level. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, I
1: mean he's that dude.
0: The the cool I don't know how to interesting, cool, amazing thing about what's happening in camp right now is we got robbed of camp in 20. We got robbed of camp in 2021. So now we're getting to see Stefan Diggs in camp in practice against these guys. And the dude makes them look silly.
1: But well, no, but here's the thing. Um I can't the way he's making them look silly right now, he didn't make them look silly the first summer he got here. He didn't make them look silly like that last year. In practice? We don't have Trey right now, man. In practice. it's am telling, telling you, It's possible. You Art might be Trey, right. So so what I'm saying is, like, yeah, you're saying, okay, he's. it's not just Kair. You're right, but Dane Jackson never would have been given an, an assignment to cover Stephon Diggs before because we had Levi Sorry. Wallace and, and Trey White. Fair. So you know, and so again, I'm just like it, it comes down to this hole that we have, and so it's like, yeah, okay, put Dane on Steph, no, <laughs> put Dane on Cooper Cup, no, <laughs> put Dane on. Like, I mean, who do we play week? Two? You know, like really, any uh, like the first five weeks. Keep in no, mind serious. since the
0: Saints, since the Saints game, Dane covered the number two guy of every every team we played from there on out, and he did a, a mark. He did a, he did a passable job, right? We have by wallet. At the end of the day, we what do we know about Levi? Levi didn't want to leave. The Bills didn't offer him a contract, right? Mm-hmm. Levi did not want to go. I think you had him on your show, right? And yep. Levi said, I didn't want to leave Buffalo. I think that's what right. he said.
1: Right, he loves the team. He loves the guys. Right, a right,
0: right. So it wasn't a situation of he didn't want to be here and he was going out looking for money. The Bills just didn't step up for whatever reason. So interestingly enough. Um,
1: and, I'm not, yeah. and I'm not clamoring for to, for Levi back. What I'm, what I'm saying is though, We're at a place of unknown.
0: Yeah. I don't want to be a
1: Debbie Downer and I don't want to be the guy that's saying, no, we're going to suck. We're not. What I'm saying is, though, this is the area of concern. Like the offensive line, I've been seeing all the fans, like on Twitter, everywhere, I've been seeing everybody, oh my God, we're not going to be good if this offensive line, we're going to be fine on offense. Like there might be some hiccups, there might be some things that don't look as smooth early on and it, that that might happen but we're gonna end up fine on offense I am concerned about that cornerback position
0: well we're gonna be fine on offense because of Joshua freaking Allen but yes right. cornerback CB the CB position if Trey is not healthy yes if we're starting Dane Jackson and Kier Elam it's the pressure is that much more on that revamped front seven front four front six front four basically to take over football games and i think that from what we've been watching getting back to the energy comment i think we i think we might get it i think this defense is going to be better than they were last year better than number one in a bunch of categories here, here this was fun so josh reed was on i think the extra point show with Sal Capaccio today um did you listen to it by the way i
1: haven't i've been working all day
0: perfect that's good that's good there are seven number one draft picks on this defense Seven. Six of them are starters. One is a backup. Can you name them? And in comment section as well. So jump like if, if you think you got them, and some people probably listen today, but um, yeah, can you name Number seven? One there's seven, picks? there's seven, uh, first round. Sorry. There's seven okay. first round draft picks. My bad. Yes, yeah, seven first round draft picks on this football team. So obviously Josh defense, Allen and defense. No, oh, defense, so just, defense, so defense, defense, defense. Just defense.
1: Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna go von Miller, yep, Tremaine Edmonds. Yep. Um, No, oh, he wasn't first. Tim Settle wasn't a first. Well, care. you're
0: missing you're missing the obvious ones still that are current.
1: Right. Before. Well, no, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to go like I'm trying to go around. No, like you're, I'm you're just
0: trying through, to you going through the positions. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like yeah. I feel like I'm missing somebody easy right off the
0: top. You are.
1: Well, are we talking injuries and stuff?
0: Yeah. Everybody, there's 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 six first round draft picks that are going to start that are part of the starting 11, and then there's one that's a backup that are first-round right,
1: so, so, So we got Vaughn, we got Tremaine, we got Trey White, we got Groot, we got there's six first-rounders? Yep, yep. Elam, obviously.
0: Yep, yep, Elam, the new one.
1: I'm missing one then. That was five.
0: Yep, you're missing one.
1: Who the heck am I missing? Ed Oliver. Ah.
0: And then seven, the, or the rotational guy, is Shaq Lawson.
1: Shaq Lawson was a first-round draft Shaq
0: pick? Shaq Lawson was a first-round draft pick out of Clemson, drafted by your favorite, Sexy Rexy. <laughs> That's
1: an embarrassing, man. But
0: what's amazing is that there are freaking seven first-round, like, first-round draft picks on this defense. The, the, the
1: part that – that amazes me and I know like as a fan base we don't um, like we look at Ed Oliver and he doesn't fly under the radar but around the league like that though like Ed Oliver flies under the radar in a way like he's not like you know how people talk about like obviously Aaron Donald he's not Aaron Donald so they don't talk about him that way but I mean but they don't talk about him you know and and I'm telling you Ed Oliver played man he's a he's a baller
0: this might be the year they talk about him this might be the year they talk about him all right let's move on to our last topic of the show uh and uh this is the last call on this topic. Um, and I'm interested to know your thoughts because I was there on Saturday and it's been it's been played out between national media, dolphins fans, Kyle Brandt. Everybody's talked about it. Clearly, Bill's content creators and Bills fans have talked about it as well. Josh Allen starts a fight <laughs> mm-hmm. uh in camp on Saturday. Um Absolutely he's a bully that's hysterical so effectively i was there um josh allen drops back to pass it's the last play of the two minute drill before the end of the practice session and he decides to pull it down and he and he runs for the end zone and jordan phillips is just doing his job it's not that big of a deal he didn't hit him it wasn't a cheap shot but there's an aspect to and i've got some side conversation you didn't hear my show on sunday which is good because i've got some I've got some other information to to provide to the conversation, color, context, if you will. Uh, Jordan Phillips just kind of, you know, but you're not supposed to touch the guy in the red jersey. And Josh Allen takes a little bit of, not offense, but Josh Allen is like, hey. And uh, interestingly enough, Sal Capaccio on the Pat McAfee show, which, by the way, if none of you have watched that interview today, you need to go back and see it. Josh is about the only guy in the offense that can look eye-to-eye to Jordan Phillips, so he pushes back. And then those two begin to tussle, and then they're pulled out, and the pile... Is consumed right, and then after that comes Gabe Davis flying over the top, Stefan Diggs flying over the top like all the things that you don't want to see happen. Like Stefan Diggs should be running in the opposite direction, right? Not that he's a wuss, not that he's afraid to fight, but the last guy you want to see jumping on the pile is number four quarterback or your starting receiver. Can 14 please not jump on the freaking pile? Oh, so where where are you on this idea? So do we love it? Do we hate it? Where are you at?
1: I love it. It's football. It's, it's football. Fun. Josh Allen is a football player, and he's, like, really a football player. He's not he has the personality so you might get food sometimes it might be like oh this guy's this guy's a superstar so he's he's built for tv yeah okay he is but he's built for that football field and he's the doggone stud okay so you might want to worry about the defense okay let's worry about jordan phillips first you were is jordan phillips okay that's the (laughs) that's the question he fighting josh is he okay is jordan okay who else got hit right okay because that's the is tremaine okay did he catch did he catch your hand did he catch the pause? What happened, man? Because I'm telling you, Josh is a beast. Stay out of Josh's face. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now it's look. it's. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't. I don't know that I love it, but I definitely don't hate it. I think there's a. What well, they weren't even in pads, right? So there weren't any punches thrown. Josh pushed Jordan in his face a little bit. Um, broke his jaw. Yeah. Right. It, it immediately broke as soon as he touched him, he broke. He touched his face mask, and Jordan Phillips' jaw broke. Right. <laughs> It's but which, by the way, uh, side note when you watch Case Keenum and Matt, Matt Barkley throw the football versus the way that Josh Allen's passes come out of his hand. Yeah. Oh my God, it's on. It's what is happening right now when Josh Allen throws the football? You're like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. I would feel
1: like the receivers would be annoyed a little bit. Like, you know, it's like you you get used to the the rhythm of Josh, and then all of a sudden you switch to Matt Barkley or you switch to Case Keenum, and it's just like, wait. I will be on it
0: after three days of practice Tuesday. I'm standing in the stands, and I'm watching. And it's hard because I love Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley's a good dude. Like, Josh Allen is great friends with him. They want him on this team. I want him on this team. I felt bad for the receivers that Matt Barkley had to throw to. It just – it was awful. It just wasn't great. Anyways, sorry, I, I totally uh, sidetracked us. As far as the fight, I
1: want him, goes, I want him as a coach,
0: right? Right.
1: And, and to me, that's not a slight. Like, and I don't know why people take that wrong. Like, I think Matt Barkley, he he had a a good career for what you know for how his career went. He had a good career, and I think he's a brilliant football mind. I think he gives Josh Allen comfort. I think Josh Allen finds some type of um, like a level of. He, he trusts him, and he's able to go to him and confide in him, and, and those things that your quarterback needs, he has. in Matt Barkley, so make him a coach, make him an assistant coach to the, like an assistant QB coach or something. Like yeah, make yeah. up a position yeah. for him. But I, I, there's no need. I don't if if knock on any type of wood. If Josh ever got injured, I don't want to see Matt Barkley throwing a Stephon Diggs against the New York Jets. I don't want to see it.
0: Right. For some reason, I felt like I thought that the first day of pads was Monday, but apparently it was Saturday. And uh, Chris Jenke is correcting me. Thank you, Mr. Encyclopedia. Uh, That's why we love you being a part of our show. Um, So, anyways, getting back to the fight. So, context, color, if you will. So, I talked to a player on Sunday, and he basically told me that uh, there was really nothing. And this was, this was so Sunday morning after Saturday was when like, The world was churning with you know the the bickering bills and the bills are fighting in camp and josh allen is starting fights with the defensive line and it's just bad news so i literally just was like dude have you seen like what's going on on twitter right now and he's like yeah he's like it's just a bunch of trash he's like josh literally he goes it was all he goes when gabe and stefan jumped on the pile it was just fun at that point in time and he said that josh was literally just trying to fire up the offense because on Saturday they had a horrible practice, they were awful on Saturday, yeah. and there's an aspect of it, it, it's a ho- it's almost a hockey thing. There's something that, like in hockey, there's players that fight, there's guys that are kind of like walk around like they're tough guys, and then there's the dudes that have all the talent that the other dudes all protect. Right. And in hockey, when the dude that has all the talent that the other guys usually protect is out there throwing punches. It's because he's sending a message to everybody else that this isn't my job. And if I'm pissed off, you should be pissed off too. And that was kind of the feeling that I got from the whole thing, that Josh was sending a message to the offense that what we did today probably wasn't acceptable. Like you guys need to fight more.
1: That could be. That could be. Absolutely. The way I take it. um, So I'll take it the way you're saying it. But I'll also take it from a standpoint of. um, At this point, I trust Josh. I agree. So like you know, like I don't. I don't think Josh is ever going to do anything in any situation, whether we practice or a real game, that's going to put us in a situation to just outright, not be winners. So. I don't think he would have done something serious in that situation in practice to really cause anybody to really be in a position to get injured. I know jumping in powers you can get injured by playing. So I know that, but I mean like there was nothing real there. Um, And then, you know, even in a game, like I know the first couple of seasons, we had some moments where it was like, Oh my God, Josh, what are you doing? (laughs) At this point, there's nothing that anybody can say to me about Josh Allen and I'm gonna be like, yeah, that was dumb. Nothing that you can say to me about Josh. like Josh Allen literally can do anything on that field. And I'm he, I got him, like <laughs> I got him. It just yep. is what it is. So I'm with you. So, yeah,
0: like <laughs> the, the, the amount of rope that Josh Allen has with uh, the mafia right now is pretty incredible,
1: right? Well, the thing is, though, it's like I think he has the rope because he really, he not just because he's the guy like he's the likable, lovable guy, but. A, he put the work in and not just the the normal, yeah, I want to be a leader in the locker room and I want to win games. You can fit like every year you can visibly see where he he improves. Oh, yeah. You can visibly see the work that he puts in. You can visibly see when he's angry. You can visibly see when he's in the zone. You can visibly. So it's like he he's proving to us every single week.
0: Mm.
1: I'm the guy you've been waiting on. Like Mm -hmm. I am him. So it's like at this point, like now I've had four seasons to watch this guy prove to me week after week that he's the one I've been praying for. This is going to sound real bad, but he's the guy I've been praying for. You know what I mean? Pause. He's the one. There's nothing that anybody can come and say to me. And that's why I said years ago, I was on a show with you and you there's not a conversation from a general manager in the league that would let me even think about entertaining a conversation about trading Josh Allen to any team. And what I said a, that before he had his runner-up conversation.
0: What a weird conversation that was. Looking back at it now, hindsight is always 2020, 20, um, 2010 in this case. But, like, the things that were thrown out and the people that were thrown out who I would rather have right now, right, Tyler Tyler Lawrence, or uh, Trevor Lawrence, rather, uh, who had even, who was in college at that point in time. I'd rather have that Dude, guy. Than I will never
1: let Judge live that down, man.
0: Judge Mathis, I will <laughs> never let him say, live that down. I wasn't going to say Jesus his name. He said he
1: was going to take Trevor Lawrence over Joshua Patrick Allen. So y'all want to go, go over to cover one and y'all jump on the bills. Go- or what's their show name again? The air raid, Jump air raid on the hour. air raid hour. And y'all go tell judge Mathis to eat his words. He should never, ever, ever have said anything crazy. Like he would take Trevor Lawrence over Joshua Patrick Allen. And this was even before the dude left Clemson. <laughs> the, the dude was st- like, the dude didn't even get drafted yet. We knew where he was going. That's but the true. dude didn't even, and didn't. I think one time, yeah, Chris Christians. He said Kyler Murray, he would take over Josh. He,
0: he said Kyler Murray. That's right. It
1: was like four people.
0: Kyler was a rookie that year, hadn't played it down, or no, I think it was was the second year, whatever. But regardless, that yes. was the
1: second year. And, was- and actually, also speaking of, Mathis owes us all a tattoo on his ass cheek <laughs> of Josh Allen jumping <laughs> over his ass crack because he lost the bet. He said, "If Josh Allen threw, I think it was like if he had 35 touchdowns and something, he would, you know, he would or
0: 40. It was 40. It was
1: 40 touchdowns and 4,000 yeah. yards or something like that. Yeah, well, 40. guess what? He did it. Get the tat on that ass, bro. I need to see that thing happen. Pause. <laughs> I want to see ass, but I need to know that tattoo <laughs> happened, man. He, been, J- Judge, been dodging us for years. He been dodging us, Joe. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, we going to end the show.
1: <laughs> let's let's do it." <laughs> Real quick, before we end the show, I'm going to make a real quick announcement. So, Friday night of the, not the season opener, but the home opener. That is the weekend of the 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, all that, that weekend there. Friday night, we are going to have karaoke. It is going down. The official Bill's Mafia karaoke party. Tickets are on sale. Please go to my Twitter and check it out. Every single dime that we make that night is going towards the church that my Aunt Pearl went to. We're going to have a a scholarship in her name donated to the church. And then secondly, that next night, Saturday night, Joe is doing the damn thing on the 17th. He's going to be hosting a Megapod at Resurgence. We're going to
0: back up to the night before. So uh, as much as you and I are going to be like the twins that are going to be hanging out at both of these, I don't do karaoke, but I'm probably going to sing at the karaoke night. So, and I mean,
1: yeah. you had to like, I well, was like,
0: I, I have playing. never in my life sang karaoke, but I'm for you for you the mafia. To. I'm gonna you do, car- to. I've, I've actually, I'm putting a list together already of yeah. potential songs to sing. So, yeah. last so, time
1: so, I did a thong song, I did a thong did. song, I, rem- I was yeah.
0: there, <laughs> DN Dawkins event. I was there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i did the thong song y'all missed it y'all better be there this year i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do something fun there's gonna be a prize for the best performance so the best song you might as well just night, give that to me now give that to me now you.
0: let's do just it give it to me now <laughs>
1: <laughs> i am gonna be giving away a stevie a signed stevie johnson jersey uh be giving away a bunch of stuff it's gonna be fun so then the next night saturday joe's gonna be hosting the megapod sterling yes. is gonna be there i believe uh well I said last night, but now I think that uh, John Fina said he's waiting on some confirmation on some things. But John Fina is tentatively supposed to be there. Coach Schroeder's going to be there. We got an all-star cast that's going to be there. Tia yeah. Stale is going to be there. I said Sterling already, Ooh. right? Yep. Sterling is going to be, I'm going to be there. We're going to have fun. Come and kick it with us at Resurgence at 7 p.m. Saturday night, 55 Chicago Street, downtown Buffalo, New York. And at 8 o'clock is when the show starts. So if you're not able to make it, then jump on here like you are now on YouTube or on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever you're watching this. And then you'll be able to watch Joe and everybody else at 8 o'clock. And we're going to have a good show. And we're going to have a good time. Get drunk. Not really drunk. (laughs)
0: And and unfortunately, there's nothing going going on 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 Sunday night. So we gotta figure. We gotta. We gotta come up with something for Sunday. Whether it's all just watching football, going all of us going to one place and watching football all freaking day long, right?
1: I can't do it. Yeah, how do y'all like to y'all hang a lot? Like, so it's gonna be Friday, Saturday, all day Sunday is football, and then Monday night or Monday afternoon to Monday night midnight, y'all gonna be partying and and y'all that that don't bother y'all. Not tired on Sunday at all. (laughs) You gotta work you want, it's still loud.
0: Anything you need. There you go.
1: It was still loud. This mic is so <laughs> doggone good. I love this mic.
0: So there you go. Okay. That, but yeah, those if, are if, the anybody, if anybody was like sitting in the backyard going, there ain't no way Joe Miller ever sang that song. You just heard it. So I just no, proved man. it to the world <laughs> that that is me singing that song.
1: Sorry. Hey, y'all can hear Joe sing pretty much like three Every Sunday. Sundays out of the out of the month. <laughs> Shout story. out to the Life Church of Buffalo West Seneca. True story. Why don't you ever Why don't you ever plug your church, man? I got a nice facility to build. Is amazing. Um,
0: I do on Twitter, so I'll put it out there on Twitter if anybody's looking yeah. to looking for church on a sunday morning but uh i don't do it on the shows a whole lot but uh dude we are we are long in the tooth it's like a quarter after
1: (laughs) hey let's get a go bills from everybody in the comments we love y'all joe send us on home man
0: (laughs) ladies and gentlemen you have been tuned into the hump day hotline on the buffalo rumblings vodcast network presented by picasso's pizza it has been so awesome to have you for myself joe miller and my co-host uh Jay Spence the King we love you guys uh we appreciate you guys this is step 1 day 1 of a, a 2022 hopeful championship season from the Buffalo Bills for myself for Jay Spence the King go bills
1: go bills
0: go bills <laughs>